What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asin. Welcome back, everyone, to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. It is me, Bobby Asin, your one and only host. And I want to start right off by saying my current guiltless pleasure. It is definitely all about music this week for my guiltless pleasure. Currently, I still have been listening to Chemtrails Over the Country Club over and over and over again on constant loop. But additionally, I want to say my guiltless pleasures are listening to Saweetie, who has a new song with Gwen Stefani, and Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo, and another shout out for justice for art pop it is the art pop anniversary and lady gaga has tweeted this herself today the petition to buy art pop on itunes for a volume two has inspired in such a tremendous warmth in my heart making this album was like heart surgery i was desperate in pain and poured my heart into electronic music that slammed harder than any drug i could find the following tweet said i fell apart after i released this album Thank you for celebrating something that once felt like destruction. We always believed it was ahead of its time. Years later, it turns out sometimes artists know. And so do little monsters. Pause up. I just want to say that I always liked this album, and I also additionally love Joanne, and people always shit on both of these albums. So I find it quite funny that it is getting all the attention, but the attention it does deserve. Uh, today, but I hope it continues to have the love the rest of the year, and I do hope that she does create Art Pop Part 2, because I think that would be a great continuation, because the album is just so fun. That was a great concert. I wore a seashell bikini top and flora bottoms, which to people was like shocking, and I wore because in the song Venus, it says Aphrodite Lady Seashell Bikini Garden Panties, which my roommate Ricky also did. Apparently, when he saw the art pop tour, but when I wore it, my family was like, Oh, you're not going to be able to get jobs because of this. And, you know, people and future employers will see this and not want to hire you. And my answer was back then, if they won't hire me because of that, then I don't want to work for them. Also, at that point, my managers and coordinators or whatnot, they were drag queens. And so I was like, If that's the case, then they wouldn't have their jobs. But I understand looking out for each other in the long run. But I also just wore a Playboy Bunny outfit last week with my friends for Easter in Central Park and posted that on my Instagram and got two job offers since then. So I don't think it's really the end of the world anymore. And thank God that the world has, you know, that there's progress and more acceptance than ever. But for this week's main topic, I do want to go over Fearless, which is Taylor's version which we now have Taylor's re-released album, which she owns completely. So congratulations to Taylor Swift. Now we have these songs coming out. So she owns the masters of them. We know that she already writes her music on her own. And so we have the full album re-released. There is a lot of songs on this one. I think altogether there are 26 songs. That includes some bonus songs that came out of the vault and then re-recordings of her original songs. Now, we got to listen to Love Story a couple weeks back as a preview, and then we also got a preview of a boring song, I would say. 
I don't remember the name of it. Oh, it was You All Over Me. I was kind of like, girl, this is a, a snoozer for me. But she did release Mr. Perfectly Fine, which I will say is in current, it will, is in my current top three choices uh, for her best songs on the album. We have a lot of cool references with this song. Mr. Perfectly Fine is assumed to be about Joe Jonas. We have uh, some lines saying, how's your heart after breaking mine? Mr. Always at the right place at the right time. Hello, Mr. Casually Cruel, which we know Casually Cruel is also a lyric used in All Too Well when she says, casually cruel in the name of being honest. I'm a crumpled up piece of paper lying here. So it's kind of crazy to think that these songs hold such history and, you know, old pop culture news because now we get to hear more thoughts on Taylor's life at that time. And I love that the album also included Today Was a Fairy Tale. And obviously, uh, some of my favorite songs that were originally on the bonus tracks, and that being Jump and Jump Then Fall and Untouchable, which are still some of my favorite songs you can listen to. And my current top three on the album itself would be White Horse, because it gives me all the emotions still, Jump Then Fall, and Mr. Perfectly Fine. I do want to talk about the fact, and people have tweeted about this, so I'm not the original thought on this by any means, is it's so crazy to listen to this album now being out compared to where I was in middle school listening to this album. I remember relating these songs to girls that I was talking to. I remember thinking, uh, you're not sorry about a girl named Mary and forever and always about a girl named Heather. And it's so funny because now I relate them to such different stories in my life. Like 15, you know, obviously it's about being 15, but I think of 15 now as my my beginning, you know, era or stage of life coming out and learning all the things about dating. Because obviously I dated someone, well not obviously, but for a backstory for most of you who don't know, I came out and I dated the same person was my first everything for three years and then afterwards i kind of went to the you know this whole new realm of dating apps and all this for the first time and being young and single and gay and learning all those lessons and of course you have like great nostalgia listening to songs like you belong with me and love story and you know the classic cries listening to the best day which is about hanging out with your mom, and I have a great connection with that song, and my mom, I've had many great days. For example, three years ago today, I was seeing SpongeBob the Musical on Broadway. My mom was so excited because when the, they announced this was coming to Broadway, my mom was like, oh my God, we're gonna book a trip out of this. I got us front row tickets to the theater, and we spent the whole day you know, having dinner and shopping as usual in new york city and we get to the theater and like oh you're gonna go upstairs and my mom's like there's no way we have you know front row tickets right next to the orchestra and the guy was like you must have looked at the map wrong and sure enough my mom had looked at the map wrong completely backwards and she thought the stage was where our last row was which was was which was sorry words were hard there just the back of the theater so I love cute moments like that, and those are moments that I'll always will remember. And you know, the song "The Best Day" reminds me of that in so many ways. And I do love hearing the progress and you know the true growth in Taylor's voice uh, when you hear any of these songs in the re-recording. 
to be honest, I don't really care for most of the bonus songs. As of right now, I find them kind of slow and boring. But I also said that Future Nostalgia aged like milk, and I'm currently loving that album again. So just because I say it now does not mean that my thoughts and opinions on it cannot change. I think something that's super funny is she re-released her old Fearless merchandise on taylorswift.com. And I actually have my shirt from the Fearless concert. And it is actually really ugly. The front says like Taylor Swift and almost like this like faded Got Milk font. And the back has like two guitars over it. And it is actually like so hideous, but it was the only thing at the time that I thought that I could wear to school where it looked more straight. I should say out of school because I had to wear a uniform in school, but you know, someone saw me at the movie theaters or something wearing this shirt. I wanted to see him like straight because at the time I was like, oh my God, Taylor Swift is so hot. I love her music so much. Like, no, it's not for girls. Like boys like her too. She's so hot. And same thing with Lady Gaga at that time. <laughs> so I, yes, I sacrificed by getting an ugly shirt, but I do love that she is selling them again. And I would love to buy more merchandise, but right now I'm just moving to New York City. I cannot justify buying anything besides furniture and the occasional $3.26 meal at McDonald's. So for now, I will hold off on that and just wear my old school merchandise. But I am so glad that we had this re-release. I can't wait to continue to hear the other albums. Obviously, I'm most excited to listen to Speak Now. I don't really care for that album, but I'm excited for Speak Now because I think we're going to get the full 13-minute version of All Too Well, or the extended version at least. And to hear that re-recorded will give me goosebumps, and I'm very excited to hear 1989 re-recorded for many reasons. I am super excited to hear Welcome to New York, Clean, you know, uh, Style, Blank Space. I mean, like, uh, the whole album. I mean, legitimately the whole album, especially Wildest Dreams. Oh my god, I keep thinking of things I'm more excited to hear. But there's so many songs that I'm excited to hear re-recorded from her. And it's just like when you go to the concert, you get to hear them or the artist sing a song in a different way um, that maybe has more vocals and shows more talent and more skill and that's always exciting to hear something new, fresh, and different to something that at the same time is classic that you love and know all the words to. Alright, that's enough about Taylor Swift. I'm going to go into this week's pop culture recap starting out with the Kardashians. One song on my iPod, Taylor Swift Love Story. I love Taylor Swift. I'm the biggest Taylor Swift fan. I'm watching her on Twitter. I just signed up for Twitter and I'm watching you, Taylor. Okay, obviously I had to throw that in. Sorry about that, but it felt too good not to put in the podcast. Anyways, Kanye has requested joint custody with Kim Kardashian, and I hope it goes over well and smooth because I think, you know, I always want the best because you don't want anything to affect the children um, and the future relationship they will see between their parents. And additionally, Kris Jenner um, is now working with Chrissy Teigen to have a cleaning product line. And we do see that she wrote a handwritten note. Yes, Kris Jenner herself wrote a handwritten note to Jordan Woods to promote their new products. So I guess that Jordan Woods is back in the good graces with the Jenners and the Kardashians. And so hopefully we can see a friendship continue with Kylie. I know it's very messy with her having the affair between the love triangle of Chloe, Tristan, and Jordan. So maybe things can get back on track. It would be a very hard thing to repair friendship-wise, so I totally understand if not. 
I do also want to point out that True, Chloe's daughter, has just turned three years old and had a princess-themed party that was a pastel dream. I'm so jealous. And she even had Princess Tiana and Anna and Elsa there. And it just was so cute. Obviously, people get mad every year. They spend so much money on their kids' birthdays. But just, I mean, if you had the money, you would do it too. That's what I always say. I know I would at least. So happy birthday, True. You look beautiful and your party was so cute. And I love watching the Kardashians' children continue to grow. In Housewife news, I have to begin with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer that dropped on Monday, April 12th. It was to die for. As my roommate Ricky said, this looks like a commercial for a Marvel movie because it looked that good. And I have many, many thoughts. One of my favorite quotes from the beginning of the commercial is Lisa Rana saying, what's wrong with being fake and phony sometimes? That's a classic line. And I loved that the season is going to be centered off Erica Jane. Obviously, she had the biggest scandal with her husband having those lawsuits with like orphans and all kinds of horrible, horrible situations. But this season just looks so iconic because we have fights, not physical fights, but you know, fights between the women we have kathy fucking hilton joining the cast that alone is so exciting we have a new cast member crystal um who we don't get to really see in the commercial besides in her as sudden says ugly leather pants we already see that crystal and sudden get in a fight and crystal calls sudden jealous and i think she says there's a weird sense of humor something similar to that and then <laughs> sudden yells is jealous of what your ugly leather pants and we get to see that lisa renna's daughter is dating scott disick and kyle's immediate reaction saying he's too damn old and he has three kids but back to sudden i was so excited that they're giving her a diamond but it looks like the payoff of giving her a diamond was to make her the absolute villain this season it looks like they're trying to make her out to be a racist and someone that's stuck up and a really bad person i will say what i'm most excited for about this season is that denise richards is gone ding dong the witch is dead if you like denise richards re-evaluate your life and your taste because if that is your fave girl you should not be watching housewives but also rest in peace to teddy being part of the show and seeing her and kyle's friendship i do think it's kind of sad that in the commercial we barely saw garcelle but when she was on there she was annoying by questioning erica the entire time but we need that because we need her to ask the hard-hitting questions i feel really bad for her uh when i saw in the commercial she talks to her boys about getting a boyfriend and they are very disgruntled and did not want her to date i think that's very sad but Hopefully we'll see the growth of that change over the season. I wonder if she's with the guy we saw from last season. I'm not sure, but it looks really good. And the ending had me laughing for sure when I heard this. Life is a poker game and everybody's got to show their cards. Kathy, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That killed me at the end. I love to see Kyle and Kathy get along and be so close and be friends again. We saw there was some major drama and we know that there will be drama with Kim involved, but that to me made the end of the trailer just like give me a bright big smile with hope for this season. Before I move on to the other parts of Real Housewives like New York, Atlanta, etc., I just have to say 
Erica and Sun's fight in the commercial gave me chills. I am not a liar. You have a lot of nerve. Don't talk to me like that. Or what? Seriously. Or what? <laughs> or nothing. Right, exactly. I Shut up. Up. So I had chills, but at the same time, I couldn't help but notice that she had makeup all over her collar and that her face makeup was not blended into her hairline. And a lot of people are tweeting saying that Erica Jane looks like that now because she can't afford a glam squad, which is really mean. But girl, you really need to work on that makeup blending. I've never seen it look so bad before, but you know what? After what she's gone through, it doesn't really matter. All right, next I want to go into Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I cannot believe is coming to an end next week. It is the season finale. We got to see the reunion looks. It is definitely a theme of the dungeon. So very sexy, all black looks like feathers, leather. All I could think of, they're wearing it. They are there to, you know, slay in their outfits. I don't say that word that often, but it is true. Um, I'm very confused on why LaToya didn't get a peach over Drew because LaToya is the one who is carrying the entire storyline and creates the only drama we see in this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. We now have learned that she has been talking to, is it the pastor or the priest? I don't know, but, you know, has apparently broken off an engagement who the woman was having a baby with this man and whatnot to find out that that's not true. He's been engaged for three years. It's like, what is happening? But I definitely think that she does have a relationship with this man, but for Drew to be dramatic enough to say that she had to cancel her baby's blessing because of this drama, all these things, that's a little too much. But I think Drew is, you know, pulling what she needs to create a good storyline for the season. I will say... In group settings, I don't like Drew. I do love Drew, though. I love Drew. I listened to a podcast with um, Danny, uh, that which is called Totally Iconic or Everything Iconic. Sorry, I believe it's Everything Iconic. Didn't mean to mess that up on you. But he had an interview with her, and it was a great interview. Like As a solo person, I love her. I think she's super talented as an actress, as a singer on the show in a group setting. Not as much, but I think it's just because she's so set on having a successful storyline that it's like lacking some realistic parts of her life. But that is my thoughts so far on Real Housewives of Atlanta. When it comes to Real Housewives of New York, I am super excited because we are three weeks away. Yes, less than a month on May 4th is going to be the new season of Real Housewives of New York. And that preview had my jaw dropping. I am so excited for the crazy Ramona to be back on my TV screen to see Luann and Sonia. Oof, like when I tell you I cannot wait to get home from work in my apartment and to watch that with my roommate, Ricky, every week, like there's no words. I am so excited. And sadly, I have no Real Housewives of Potomac news. I like never do. These women stay out of drama when they're not filming or they're very like secretive because there's never any gossip about them during the week. 
when it comes to Real Housewives of Orange County. Vicki Gundelson and Steve Lodge are still engaged, even though there are rumors of her dating a 23-year-old man. So that's interesting. And our, you know, our love and hate girl Bronwyn has broken up with her most recent girlfriend. So who knows what's next on that? But when it comes to Real Housewives of Dallas, we have DeAndre moving up and up on the list to become my favorite. Brandy was always my favorite, but she just gets going lower and lower and lower. It's so hard right now. Um, but I will always love Brandy, but her saying that DeAndre talking to the press was a bad thing when she was defending her instead of just she said that silence would have been would have been better, but silence over a racist topic is not better. Silence is worse in my opinion. So I actually give kudos to DeAndre for saying they're holding her accountable and that Brandy is accountable for her actions. I think that's a good thing for the world to know, not a bad thing. But also, we do know they started filming the reunion for Real Housewives of Dallas in New York City, and Carrie tested positive for COVID-19 and is probably going to be doing the reunion from her hotel room. What we don't know is this. Um, Brandy was sitting next to Carrie on the plane with her newborn baby. Will she have to quarantine for the reunion? Will she get to be part of it? What is going to happen? And then additionally, this episode where they go to discover Bigfoot, they invite, by they, I mean Stephanie invites a hunter um, who has seen Bigfoot to show them around the area, and Carrie gets very belligerent and very drunk and tells the man that because he hunts, he must have a small penis and made this man feel so uncomfortable that he basically left and Stephanie cried because she felt so uncomfortable with the way that she treated this hunter. And what I have to say, like, obviously, I'm not about hunting, like, I'm not about wearing real fur, but at the same time, like, I eat meat, so I'm not going to shame someone to a big extent, if you know what I mean. Like, it's just too much sometimes. And for her to say that, you know, many cruel things and not be a vegan to me is very hypocritical, because if you're going to be a vegan and say that hunting is bad while you are eating like chicken or and steak and pig they had a pig roast like how are you eating a pig at a pig roast saying that hunting is bad if you're not vegan i'm sorry but that's just my opinion on the matter i'm very excited to see next week's episode of real housewives of dallas and i cannot wait for roni obviously to start back up but that is it for this week's episode of guiltless pleasures so on that note everyone stay guiltless